Hello and welcome to next po- another episode of Debug Exposure. Uh, joining me from Peru. Um, uh, Jimmy, now would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you. Um, hello. Um, what a joy to be here. Thank you. Um, my name is Jimena Jengel. I'm 19 years old and I'm per- a Peruvian artist and writer. I have dedicated myself to art since I was very young and currently I am studying physical therapy and rehabilitation, psychology and performing arts. So I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Jimena, that's a lot of stuff. You've been busy. I've been working on so many projects. I am currently working on several projects. I have started um, a beautiful new part of my life as director of a virtual musical in Kingston in Canada. And I'm also directing my own space for children creations called Maniobras Magicas here in Peru. And also I am working on my second book, second book that's yes. <laughs> achievement. a lot of us haven't gone to her first yet that's impressive and you're only 19 years old um when did you start creating how did you get into the art world the theater world um the 10 billion things you're doing <laughs> <laughs> well i started creating like from a very young age like my first love was painting um in my first years of life i dedicate myself to explore art to explore all all its forms to express myself to get to know myself to start creating and i i was always moved by colors by the abstract and i got used to to the paint to um also i also get used to music and to all kinds of forms in art <laughs> yes is there a particular type of art that you're focused on or is it just kind of everything? I think I love art in all its forms. Um, painting will always be my first love and acting will always be my greatest love. <laughs> so I am learning like to know it. And every time I fall in love more with art and it's something so magical. And also there is literature, which when I discovered I was like in in that time of my life, I was solving certain doubts and analyzing many peculiarities in, of human experience. So writing became something really important to me. Um, now it colors my my life. And then, of course, I can't forget music. I mean, also music. Music is always has always been there. My love for music inspires me. Um, it fills me with energy and moves me as a human being. And it's something I'm spending more time on because I want to improve in music. I want to improve in singing. And now I'm concentrating on practicing like breathing exercises and voice exercises to have like a good technique. <laughs> yes. That's impressive. Um, when did you um, write your first book? My first book, I, I wrote it like... Um, in February of year, um, yes, like a few months ago, it was a very magical process. I mean, um, Roma Enamorada, that's the name of my first book. It's a story of real connections, um, really focused on, me- on the mental processes that, that we have in the human experience that we ex- that we have as as human beings and how this experience and how these connections are making a path in our lives and for me experiencing vulnerability and building relationships is love and that's what i wanted to give in this book so i wanted to explain the diversity of ways that we love with our minds and with our hearts um, the characters of Roma Enamorada represents wishes and operating a world that it that we already know that it's our world where we have to do something to change the things and we there is so, there is always something really peculiar about the situations the characters face. A lot. I I feel like you touched on a really important topic there, uh, community building and 
our relationships and all that stuff is very important. I feel like that's that's forgotten, I guess, in modern society, since I guess someone's running for the next big thing. And I feel like social interactions aren't considered as important as they were in the past. So it's important, it's crucial that um, I guess young writers and artists are actually bringing this to spotlight again, re-emphasizing um, how important it is to continue uh, things that we might consider like old-fashioned because we live half our lives on our phone now so you know <laughs> yes what inspires you well what inspires me um when i write for example i have always been inspired by sensations by emotions feelings by desires and also by memories which reflect the essence of the human experience. I think the human experience itself inspires me. I remember writing Romina Murada. That in the moment I wrote Romina Murada, I um, I was in search of a lot of doubts and existential questions, <laughs> which rose in my adolescence because I was younger, and I remember like feel, feeling very frustrated at the point um, because I felt we were living in a disconnected world so superficial and I was struggling to find something like real in in that desert of banalities with superficialities um, so with that idea in mind I wanted to write a story about real connections um, like responding to what I believe um, did not exist and along the way, I realized that there was still a way to revive this society that is so absorbed in the material things. And yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, you mentioned the fact that you're in a superficial world and a material world. Um, how does that affect you currently? I know that I've been affected by my entire practice is dedicated to the material world um, and conquering it. But how did it affect you and your current, how does it affect you and your current work right now? Um, considering the fact that your book is obviously based on this huge topic um, of expanding beyond the material and seeking real connections. Yes, I mean, it's a topic that it has always been really present, really there in my life. Um, yeah, it's like really, really important. It, it has, like, it's been a problem for so many years for me because... I have always been a person that used to, I am a person who is like, used to speak with all the heart and write with all the heart and love with all the heart. And sometimes um, society is not um, getting used to that. It's more, we're used to pretend more. Um, yeah, society exactly. used to pretend more yeah, and not so much of authenticity. So, yeah, I think it was a problem for me. It affects me. Um, like, in this moment of my life, it affects me less. I have been struggling with that a few years ago, but now, finally, I think authenticity is the best thing in, <laughs> in the world. So, yeah, so we have to make everything to preserve the real connections that we have, especially in difficult times. That's a very important point you made there. Um... I feel like, yes, we are living in a society where people feel the need to put a facade on, um, a face on to be, to feel the need to be accepted, but they don't, they're not themselves fully and it takes away from their entire persona. And obviously it, you can't connect, you can't really be yourself and actually fully connect with real people who want to know the real you if you're not being the real you yourself. That's yeah. very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> no you're right that stop connections for for real yeah like i struggle with that too um i mean obviously as a teenager you're like in this weird phase of like who am i but like at a certain point in time i just accepted like this is who i am the good the bad and the ugly and yes i'm like no i like we're all like a work in progress obviously we all come with flaws and like good and bad but obviously just be yourself fully but also like constantly know that you're in progress like you're never a finished piece a finished you know i don't i don't think it's possible actually you can you know you can never be finished developing fully um mentally emotionally you know what i mean it's it's always you can always be better you can always do better and yeah, you know, it's for, for that. Yeah. you can always improve 
Yeah, in every aspect of your life. Yes. How did you enter theater and cinema? Now that we're talking about connections, how did you connect、um, writing and painting? I think、um, my like I think they are incorporated in a very natural way, like because、um, they are areas or disciplines that, in my opinion, are really interconnected. And they also interest interest me a lot. Psychology has、um, its origins in philosophy, so it's like really, really connected. To express through my work what、uh, what is the the real meaning behind these disciplines, I also really like to talk about what、um, it connects these disciplines in in writing. Writing is, I guess, yeah, you're right. It does connect all the disciplines together, and I guess that's from your core, I guess, main creative、uh, disciplines as well. What are you doing in theater right now? In theater production? In theater productions right now, I am currently training to be an actress in、um, actors training school, who is called Diez Talentos here in Peru. That's my dream of all my life. <laughs> I am also directing a virtual musical. And it's a challenge for me because,、um, yeah, the, like being a director is an unknown terrain. Like it's something I have never do, and I have no experience. But I, <laughs> I am still learning. But as always, I seek to grow, to enrich myself with wonderful experiences, with wonderful connections, and generate an impact on society through a message of love and hope. So I'm learning, but I think it's it's a beautiful process. I'm really enjoying it. How did you get to theater、um, and acting? Well, when I was very very little, I I dreamed of being an actress, and then I had I I didn't have the opportunity when I started college because we haven't that career here in in Tarma. In the city where I live, but、um, this year I had the opportunity to enter to the、um, Estalentos, this、um, acting school, because we're、um, everything is virtual right now. <laughs> so、um, yes, I had the opportunity there. I met wonderful people. They taught me like so much, and they continue teach me, teaching me.、Um, Then that's how I entered to this wonderful world of theater, and I really wanted want to stay in it. I found dramaturgy, which fascinates me as I discover it, and yes, and also acting. Yeah, giving role models in I guess the acting world and the art world. Like, who do you look up to? Who are you inspired by? Um, role models. I really, really like um Walt Whitman's work. In poetry, for example, Henry David Thoreau, and also in poetry and writing, I、um, in poetry also Sylvia Plath. I think she's really she was really talented. And in terms of acting stuff, I really admire Robin Williams, for example. Of course. Oh, yeah, he. Oh, he was so. So fun and so talented.、Um, I mean, when I watch, I remember I watched Patch Adams like four years ago, and yes, that really inspired me to, to study a career in health, a health career, and also to keep develop in art. Then I I found clown and I love it too. So it was it's something beautiful. It's something beautiful. It's magical. Yes, Robin Williams. Um, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Have、oh, you? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I love him too. Yes, <laughs> I mean he's he's a really good actor. Um, he's so so dedicated and so um passionate. So passionate. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the two actors you mentioned, um, Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, you can see like they're so into their role. That you can like their emotions aren't like, I guess forced or fake. Like they're they are the character, and it just makes it even more real. It's why you get immersed into film even more. Something incredible! Like wow, it's a really really hard job too for an actor to. 
to be like in that position in in that characters. I mean, Jim Carrey has like these dif really difficult characters to play. For every actor, it's like it's difficult. Continuing with theater, you said you started a few years ago, I guess, in theater, but like you've always like been into acting. Um, where do you see yourself in theater rather than like five years from now? I mean, you're already like directing and like you already come to Canada from Peru, which is already a huge, huge move. Um, so where would you see yourself in like five years if you were to continue your path in theater production? Well, I really want to spend my time acting. Yes, I I want to keep acting in my own productions and also in other productions that, but always with a message. I think I think in the theater, um, like an instrument of conscious, young conscious too. So um, yes, that's really important to me to act in something with meaning, in something with meaning. And yes, I see myself acting, directing too, because I'm really enjoying this job. <laughs> and, and yes, and why not exploring more? I would like to explore um, acting in experimental productions, in dance theater productions, also in physical theater productions, and also in clown. I love clown. And yeah, I would love to be to be part of an a volunteer organization of clowns or these type of things. I see myself like doing that up and maybe in other countries or here in my country. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I love that you're so ambitious and like you have a lot of things you want to do, which I love. Like I feel like a lot of people don't have like a billion things you want to do. I haven't met enough people that want to do everything. And so I love, I love that you want to do everything and it is possible. But yes, I'm waiting for you on that. Okay, this is a bit of a difficult question. Um, you're only 19, okay? Um, five years ago and five years from now, where do you see yourself, where do you see yourself fully? I, I said theater production before, but like this is your entire, like guess your life, your entire career. Um, where were you five years ago and where, where do you see yourself five years from now? Like first five years ago, I think I, I saw myself doing what, what I love. Um, I didn't expect like <laughs> like this year because this year yes it was like a lot of jobs and a lot of surprises and opportunities for me and yes I mean that was um, that shocked me <laughs> but a few years ago I used to live a um, more calm life like um, not doing so many things like just relax and studying and yes painting sometimes but not like really focus on my projects but now it's really really different like since um since i published roma enamorada my life like just um turned upside down like it was like really really different and now see myself in five years i think i see myself doing what i love um around whom i love and I have a project that for now for now it's my dream but I hope in that time I <laughs> I will be advanced a little bit <laughs> like just a little bit I would like to direct a center for children's healing and creation that it's like a safe space where children receive like psychological care physiotherapeutical care and in different disciplines of art. I firmly believe that the power of art um, as an instrument of collective consciousness and, and, and also as an instrument for healing hearts. Um, and I tell you how I imagine it, like I imagine it like a place with full of colors, with clowns walking through the cor through the wind through the corridors through spaces and children building like cardboard castles and a theater where we all perform together and yes i i really want to have a center like that i i don't think i will have it like um in five years because it's it's being too ambitious but i i hope to be advanced like a little bit in five years <laughs> that's an amazing vision i will i'm in on that that's so <laughs> i think um Especially, um, I guess, 
with children, I feel like, yes, art is healing. Once you add children into the mix and teach them art and, like, get on them, that's a bit more an innocence. I guess you guys, us artists, art is a bit more serious to us now. But, like, what's, if you're teaching art to kids, it's a bit more, like, playful and fun. And it's not just, like, serious, you know, serious artist talks. It's, like, gallery stuff and institutional stuff. It's just, just like, make art. Just play with it. Have fun with it like it should be. Yes, yes I mean... We, as artists, we play. We play. We are not kids, but we play. We play because we enjoy. We enjoy our works, and that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're like our inner child is. I feel like it's still like out there. Like a lot of people when they grow up, like the, the inner child kind of like hides. You know. Um. But as artists, we, we keep it alive because we're constantly surrounded by colors and playful things we don't we don't want to lose that part of ourselves because like that's what makes us artists and that's what that's what allows us to connect with people at a deeper level because we're still like to an inner child who wants to um seek compassion and empathy and understand people on a deeper level um i guess it's like a giant i guess i'm sorry it's like a giant hug for the world yeah. bringing happiness to like black and white that exists I mean, it's on the essence of the human being, right? Like this um, childhood, this this childhood innocence um, that we preserve, that we have to preserve <laughs> something beautiful. Yeah, for children, for adults. Um, that's why clown is important in all ages. <laughs> clown still scares me a little bit, but like I get what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's art is it's healing. I mean, as as a writer, as a person theater, as um, a painter, I've I feel like out of those three, I've I've done two. I do write here and there. Um, I haven't published a book yet. That's on the list. <laughs> um, oh, you will, and I have to read it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'll write it soon. Um, no painter is like we're constantly expressing ourselves, and I feel like a lot of people like to do hide feelings and emotions because they want to they don't want to seem weak but i feel like as artists as creatives of any discipline we have the courage we're strong enough to show that vulnerable part of ourselves to, to the world actually by leading these i guess productions and like writing to our books based on like either our experience or things we've noticed on this in this world that need help that we i guess our heart has seen and wants to fix and paintings and I mean it's like even even as paintings like they seem like they're just pretty pictures but like the hours and hours and emotional torment that goes into it there's so much vulnerability there's so much emotion in there that I feel like the world needs more of yes of course the world's need need us as an artist I mean yeah the compromise the responsibility that has the role of the artist in society is something we can never forget we we have to we have to act um we have the, the power for giving this little bit of hope of healing of love to our to our reader in case of writers to our um to our public to our um yeah to the people that it's in front of you and it's like and in and the people that it's like really want to have a full day and you can give it to them like you can give um it's something really really beautiful about art it's healing it's it has so many powerful <laughs> yeah so so much powerful i feel like you you mentioned healing a lot i think that falls into art therapy i mean you're you say psychology and philosophy and art at the same time um do you do art therapy are you into art therapy what's your take on art therapy <laughs> yes i really um like i um i'm really interesting i think it's really interesting um area that i would like to explore more i explored a few years with my mom my mom is also a psychologist so she she started like a degree in art therapy so she when, when that happened she told me about this this great power that have um for example the laugh the laugh and like laughing it's it's also healing um we like we observe it in clown also i'm also talking about clown <laughs> but um yes i mean the the therapy of of laughing the therapy um i see it as 
as a health student of of physical therapy i see that when you the way you treat a patient is is well it's like uh, almost determined in the treatment like if you make the pa the patient feel comfortable and if you have this um, therapeutic connection that, that that real connection that makes the patients have the confidence to to, to yes to, to talk with you and to to make you um, so you you care about the patient problems and the patient issues and you you don't see the patient as a number you or as an illness you see it as a person as a human being like with the with a heart with a mind and not just like one more thing that you have to do in your job like yeah we have to see like that i mean in all professions um we have to be more holistic like have a more um a bigger vision of the of the patient yeah of the person of a human being like an important point there um seeing um i guess patients as people and not just numbers or numbers because that is like we're going to health now um <laughs> it's something that happens quite a lot in like the medical field or like the corporate world where at least as artists we actually connect like as an artist to artists we're like hey I know this person I know their work I know what their work is about you know but like in the corporate world I'm like I don't know financial or like even the health it's like this is this person and like they're, they're fine by either their health or their job or something very like I don't know it's not them like you're, you're not your job you're not your illness you're more than just that and as artists i feel like we fit into like we don't even we don't even fit into a box because we do like a billion things at once right like you are more than just a writer you're you're doing so many things and probably more than that right you're um i guess a bit like we connect more to our hearts than like our professions even though our profession is a huge part of our life we we just tend to talk to people and like connect with people um through our hearts like a genuine connection as opposed to i feel like me being, being biased um but like it's just a number or just like their paycheck or something which i feel like it's super shallow and it does not need to be a thing and i don't understand why it's a thing but it just really strains on the world itself but that's already so materialistic and so capitalistic that this narrative just adds on to it uh, about everything you were saying yes i mean you're right yes i mean artists we're we are more um we are also human beings with feelings i, I mean we're so um with the vulnerability i win i think we we work with vulnerability in essence in in its essence like um our our work it's vulnerability we don't have we don't pretend like as an artist. We don't put masks on 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 our work. We are we are getting used to to express the truth because the um, because our readers are or people or public deserve the truth. So yes, <laughs> we are um sensitive people artists are sensitive people <laughs> and people should be <laughs> we are I feel like that's like it's like a double-edged sword like you you're sensitive so that's a good thing and a bad thing in this, in this world like you can you're able to connect deeply but also it's like this world is not the best thing for people who are so sensitive yes like i mean when when you you when you're in a school or in college i don't know but i mean when you're in a school you you have like um so many people and in life i mean in life you met like so many people who who tell you don't be like that because um you will you will end really bad i mean people it's going to shit on you and people it's going to treat you bad and it's not good to be um to to have this innocence and that's not true of course i mean innocence is the best thing you can have it's something that really helps you to deal with problems with conflict to deal in a really um assertive way with with people we don't need more pretentious we don't need more 
Yeah, we have too much already. It's true. Um, definitely more like criteria is more vulnerability. Like art is still like a taboo thing because of, I guess, a lot of aspects of artists where it's sensitive or vulnerable, we're not scared to share the world. But I feel like that also makes it taboo because no one wants to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they, <laughs> why, um, like, people, um, yeah, why they don't understand that. I mean, it's, like, a really brave work um artists to, and on people who showcase their vulnerability, who work with vulnerability, it's a really brave word, um, word and a, a really brave work too, because it embraces all these feelings that are not um, not always you are not always comfortable comfortable with it, but it's good to to have it. I mean, um, I mean, I remember this. Oh, there's a really intelligent and beautiful woman who talks about vulnerability. I don't know if you have heard of her. It's called Brene Brown. It's from Canada. It's from Canada. I know that name. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she talks about and she writes about vulnerability and courage and yeah, this type of things. So she said vulnerability is like the place where imagination and ideas and creativity is born. And yeah, I think it's that's true. That's true. Uh, perfect example are artists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with vulnerability, you're allowed to like experience whatever is you're feeling, from I guess pain to happiness to anger to everything in between. You don't you don't shy away from that. You don't hide it. You accept it for for what it is, and that lets you create even more. Because once you do that, you're able to express your feelings through your art in like a positive manner. Um, like that's where art therapy comes in. Um, a lot of people, I feel like, in this day and age, they're not able to express, I guess, any emotion in a healthy manner. That it can just, like explode or like I don't know, hide themselves. Which again, it's so bad for you mentally and emotionally. But because we're able, able to express ourselves through a medium or like write about it or even discuss it, which all takes a lot of courage. We're a bit more, um, I guess, mentally emotionally. We're a bit more stable because we allow, allow ourselves to do these things. Yeah, I mean, people who are um, who are um, hiding feelings and and sensations and um, yes, and also dreams and things that they want to change. Um, they they really just um, don't solve any of the problems they really just um like face um they are struggling with more and more conflicts and and it's yeah it's not getting in a happy ending or something like that it's like a really really hard job so yeah to all these people i i think the best thing is is to talk to to express not not only talking also um creating yeah also creating because that that heals that yeah that just makes your heart feel better mm -hmm. the heart yeah it's true um the world needs more people to create and let that emotion and that um I guess emotion is the right word. Um, instead of, I guess, if I guess if that was the thing was that if that was normalized, the world wouldn't be as I guess chaotic as it does get once in a while. With like, you know, this is like in every in every country, there's some random I don't know conflict arises with like violent conflict. I mean, like, um, I'm talking like chaos, riots, guns, all that kind of stuff. That thing would be would be minimalized if the people were able to express the anger in a healthy manner if they were taught to which again they're i don't think they're taught to do that as an as an early age um and i feel like if they were able to find an outlet for that the violence that does come out in this is like everywhere this is global um we minimized if people were taught to do that correctly yes i mean that's something that society have to work on since people are little since they are childs like you can see it like 
since how they react in school fights since that moment <laughs> like i mean since that moment you have to take care of a child you have to take care of of their hearts of their feelings you have to tell them like i see it because i i work with these with these kids from maniobras magicas my my space from for kids and it's like oh my god it's so beautiful because you you just uh, pay like um You pay, you pay them like a little bit of attention and they are like, oh my God, like they are so creative, like they're so innovative, like oh, have so many ideas and yeah, so much imagination. They have so much to work on. So that's the, that's the point. They have to work on that. They don't, they cannot, um, cannot let it in the past because sometimes when we grow up, we, we're, Um, like that, like no, not upsetting our dreams, like or just, um, just um, keep, um, keep growing up and and left um, the essence of the child, and yes, and also because society is too conflictive, and and yes, and the moods that are around us are not always like really really good and so happy and yes i suppose that affect us as children as adolescents and also as adults and yes we have to face that we have to accept it and we have to create solutions for that to that mission what advice would you give to your i don't know 15 year old self Wow. <laughs> oh, my 15-year-old. Oh, she was like really, really, um, she was really busy doing nothing. <laughs> well, I will tell her that start doing, please. <laughs> please start doing. Stop, stop sleeping. <laughs> stop sleeping or writing. Um, because you have the ideas, you just have to put it in, and um, you take too long. <laughs> um, also, that's the moment, <laughs> not later. <laughs> yes, and and yeah, and focus on on your studies too, because in that moment I was really more focused on sleeping than <laughs> yeah than than school yeah. <laughs> But it's not like it's a um, yeah, it's part of part of life, yeah, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Pequeno me was this was like oh my god nine years ago. Anyways, <laughs> nine years ago. Okay, that's not a big number. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. Pequeno <laughs> um, me was very. She was very shy. I mean, I was I was a quiet girl. Who would I? I was like studious. I would answer all the questions. I was like always reading books. I'm still reading books, but back then I was literally always reading books. Like I could not take a break. But also, I was, I was like super shy. Like I didn't know how to talk to people. Like you know me would not be doing this right now. <laughs> like, well, true. I mean, me too. I was really shy too. Yeah, I don't know what girl. What what's that? <laughs> I think um, someone replaces. Yeah, <laughs> like a few years later, like took me different people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of life. I mean, yeah, people change, dreams change. Yeah, <laughs> at that moment, I don't know. I mean, I. I didn't know like what I was gonna be like, what was gonna happen tomorrow, something like that. <laughs> I just care about my breakfast and my bed. <laughs> When was your like light bulb moment? Like this is what I want to be. Wow. Um, I think probably um, at seven years, I. I was more mature than when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, at seven years, I remember I watched a movie that it's called Agos Rush. Um, it's about music. It's about a boy who is into music um, and he just want to 
find their parents and yeah it's like a very a very beautiful movie so i watched it in a bus trip um and in that moment i felt something with music and i felt something with art too um i I was not so close to art in that moment. Like I, I mean, I I used to paint, but no, I was not so close with music, with acting. Um, I mean, I had I hadn't I haven't had the experience in that moment. But um, when I watched that movie, I remember I felt something. I felt something really, really peculiar, like really special for me. And I told my mom like. Oh, I I really really wanna wanna dedicate myself to music, and she told me like, oh, you don't know, you you don't even know how to play a guitar, right? Like something like that. <laughs> then she she put in me like classes, guitar classes, and I was very bad. So <laughs> she told me like, ah, like you are not good, like other thing like <laughs> and I was like no I felt that connection and that happened to me like when I saw that movie and also with Pat Shalom's and also with another movie who is called Dead Poet Society and I, that's what happened to me like with some movies and with some music also and when I also watch theater yeah I mean when I when I watch theater I I think I I always feel that with when I when I watch art when I um um when I am participating in something that has something to go with art like yes I um I mean in that moment I I just fell in love with that with that sensation with that feeling yeah with the feeling of connection because I think music it's also connection um this connection between between all human beings yeah between that it's um so particular um and yes it um i think it was in that moment i, I had like really focused moments in in my life that that was the first moment but then um i think this year i realized i was in the um, in the good way. I mean, I was doing what that that I am doing what what I love. In February, when all this thing about Romana Morales started, um, I felt it was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And yeah, so so <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> Y'all had those moments. Yes, had yours. I feel like that's seven years old. It's like you're really mature to know what you're doing at seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably watching some Barbie when we were seven years old. <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> where that girl goes. <laughs> Who replaced it at five, at fifteen years? <laughs> I I didn't I didn't realize what I wanted to be until like I was eighteen, I think, in like my last year of um, high school. I lived in a design lab. Like I I did not leave design lab. I was my background is graphic design before going to like visual arts. So like I, I was a VP of yearbook. I, my happy, my happy place in the entire school was either design lab, the art, the art classroom or outside, basically. <laughs> I, classes, I was like, oh my God. But then I got into like art school. I was like, okay, this is my happy place. Like I live in the studio now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> But like I feel like like you were saying, I did not leave the studio until like one in the, one or two in the morning sometimes because I was like I didn't wow. want to go home, and I was wow. hours and hours and hours painting. And like obviously, um, we had like a billion coffee breaks because you know I feel like that's a cliche artist thing. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Oof, coffee. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that that represents your pa- your your passion. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand you because I always, like, still um, write, I, I write until midnight. Like, if I have an idea, I can keep writing. I don't care about the hour. That's beautiful. I mean, like, if you feel that, ooh, wow, that's, 
that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the more you're working on whatever it is you love, your heart just feels full, right? And you're like, you're so into it. It's so intense. And you just don't want to stop. And you look at the time, it's like dark outside. It's like, when did this happen? How long was I here for? It's like, you're. <laughs> How does this happen? And then you are just so tired that you want some you want some coffee. <laughs> and you wake up and the world is so tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I spent like I feel like you're still in university, aren't you? Oh that um where? Like are you still in university? Are you still like studying? Oh yes, I'm. I'm staying. I'm in university. I'm. I'm like studying right now. I have class tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I spent all of university like, like cooped up in a studio space. Like I did something, other things here and there. But like I was either like teaching kids art, making my own art. That was not at all. All these classes were kind of like I was there, but like, I wasn't really there. I was like, I want to go back to the studio now. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes of course and you live closer to this to, to the studio i mean right now i'm like in between studio spaces um yeah like i get a studio space and then i pause for a couple months thinking in a studio space but like i'm always i'm always making art like you can see behind me <laughs> <laughs> that's the point <laughs> yeah. the creating doesn't stop the studio spaces they kind of pause a little here and there but like the projects continue regardless of where you are so that's where the passion comes in right yeah i mean when you have that passion you you like you said um art is behind you (laughs) art it is going to be always behind you if you have that passion yeah literally and like metaphorically (laughs) yes (laughs) also me (laughs) do you have any advice for people pursuing a career in literature um I will tell them like uh, to be authentic because the viewer deserves quality and truth. Um if you dedicate yourself to creating the best thing is that you um first learn to play. Yeah. Artists are children as we were talking. Um so we cannot be pretentious and part of, of valuing our work is doing it with naturalness without effortless it's something natural so do not pretend and never forget to enjoy in your <laughs> in your work and artists must always remember why they are dedicated to this because it's not an easy job but the heart asks for it like we were talking <laughs> yeah so that how about i guess is that for the arts or literature or like general for creatives yeah, general for creatives, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it can be like, um, yeah, it can be too, too all. Yeah, because the work of creates, it's a hard work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you touched an important point there, like be yourself, be authentic. Don't have like make things because you think they're going to sell or because public's going to like them, make them because you want to make them and the audience is going to find you wherever they are. Right. Yeah. I I mean I um yeah, don't don't make things like like you wanna you wanna sell them. I mean, um my marketing director is is um <laughs> is healing with that, not me. <laughs> so that, so the point of an artist is yes, I mean the essence of the artist is the most valuable thing that you that you have the way you are as a person the what what is the meaning of your work like what is behind your work like i remember this um this move of from theater that it's also a move from painting i think yeah dadaism dadaism i remember in dadaism artists um just know their Paintings. No, I mean people think um, Dalai's paintings are just something so crazy, and they don't understand that. But the Dalai's painter knows what it's the meaning of that. I mean, that painter knows that it's something behind that. That there is there is meaning. There's something um, that he wants to tell the world. Um, that's why it's not a piece of of 
of whatever like it's it's art and it's something beautiful because um the artist put its heart on it yeah we have to value that i mean people should value that in all kinds of art kind of yeah i feel like that moment's not talked about enough definitely like changed um the art world and the way you look at art because it it's super experimental it really goes against the traditional notion of art and writing I feel like even the writing itself I think I learned this in class at some point in time but like there was a writer I don't know names right now but they cut out like newsletter cuttings and threw it on the ground and whatever it is however it landed that was the poem which I was like this is it's so creative and so cool and you don't know what it's going to get and you don't know how people are going to perceive it which I mean it completely it's so spontaneous it's like leaving it up to chance but it yet it's it's like letting the universe talk to you sounds so spiritual but like um you know what I mean it's so it's out there it's me letting it go and letting the universe letting the words do it do its thing I feel like that's what I like about it and um one of the other bigger artists that comes to mind when you say that is um it's like Marcel Duchamp the guy changed history because no one up to this day I feel like no one understands his work um are you familiar with Marcel Duchamp with with Martel Marcel Duchamp I I heard about yeah but but not like familiar like I know like like everything <laughs> but 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 you can tell me of course <laughs> um, have you seen um I, I guess I think it's a you know you know he made you are much on it he was essentially like criticizing society for and like his critiquing the art world because he actually put a urinal in a gallery yeah a lot of his work is like he would like take actual already ready-made things and he would put them together and put them in a gallery i kind of sort of understand his work but i don't but the most intriguing about it it's more intriguing because i don't get it like i want to get it but i don't get it and things <laughs> you know what i mean this makes it yeah. more interesting because you understand it from artists like as art, as artists are people like there's some some like that we 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 see art an artist work and we connect like in that moment with the artist but there's some sometimes we we do not because there are also people like us so yes it it happens to me like um that i that i like really take my time to, to 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 see a painting or to see a sculpture or to see or to read a book also because everyone is like oh this book is so good and you have to read it, it it's going to change your life and then when i finish the book it's like i did not understand like <laughs> um I don't know like it it does it has not connect with me like with my feelings or maybe with my identity or I don't know but it's um something something um does not happen but that but it happened with other people like other people just um felt the connection and the real connection wow it's incredible how we can be so different like how's the art world in Peru Have you like have you worked in galleries before? Um, have you guys ne- have you networked and connected with other artists in Peru or in Canada? Because I feel like you're kind of in both at this point. Yes, yes. I mean, in Peru, in this year, I have been connected to other artists. I I do not have much friends in um, like artist friends. My friends are from college. Um, But in arts, yes, unfortunately, in this year, I have made two or three friends, <laughs> artist friends. But yes, I I connect with some artists from Peru. I mean, in a virtual space that I also have, um, that is based on my novel, Romana Murada, we have a magazine with a friend. So... In this magazine, we interview Peruvian artists and also artists from all the world. So yes, there I'm taking my time to connect with <laughs> with Peruvian artists and yeah, Peruvian artists are like really interesting, really interesting jobs, like really interesting jobs. 
an um, artisan, a sculpture. Yeah, like an, an artisan, an artisan. That's the word, an artisan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here in Peru, we have like really, really great and good artisans in Cusco. I, I don't know if you have heard of Machu Picchu. I have, yeah. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I mean, well, like one of the places that people said, you should go, you should go. Um, like my mind was like, oh, nah, nah. but when I did go, when I went, oh, it was like, it was so beautiful. Um, like you have this sensation of calm, of not, not like relaxed happiness of being like really full, like really, um, yes, it's a very, very nice sensation. Um, And yes, um, the place, the place itself, it's it's beautiful. Like the streets are, um, like this way. Like <laughs> like they're not um, like slanted. Yeah, they're not. Um, so they're like um, diagonal. <laughs> it's like like you have like like you walk on mountains, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like something steep, a steep hill, like a steep. Okay. Yeah, I can see. It. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't get tired. That's beautiful too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like um, it's um, air. Um, they have so many trees in that part of Peru. Um, yeah, oxygen is is really really good good in that part. So yeah, it's like you feel you really feel the difference of like um, staying in the city, which is, for example, Lima is the capital of Peru, and that it's not so good, like I don't like it. <laughs> um, the, the difference of Lima and Machu Picchu, for example, that it's in Cusco, right? The, um, you breathe like a lot better in Machu Picchu to explore, to explore yourself too. I mean, like, um, as a writer, I think it's, that's one of the places where you can write a book. And <laughs> yeah, in, in two months, something like that. It's like, it's inspirational. So yeah. Oh. I don't know, but I think there are some writers that, um, like to write, um, not in peaceful spaces, like that, that like to write in places with more, With more sounds, with more loud sounds, no? Um, like you, you like to write, um, for example, in places with, with a lot of noise or not? I need quiet. Like I need to like be alone when I'm working. I like, I'll have music playing in the background a little bit, but like I need to be alone when I'm working on anything really. I get distracted easily or like I just, I just kind of lose, lose my focus and I don't like it that when that happens. Like, you know, when like you get in the zone, like you're like when you're painting and like, hours have passed by you don't notice that hours have passed by that's the best feeling but like when um I guess when you're surrounded by people is I mean that's not a bad thing but at the same time like when you're kind of like trying to focus on something it's distracting and uh, especially when you have deadlines let's say like it's it's not the best place to work I think yes yes I feel the same here yeah with interruptions I mean then I don't remember what I was doing so yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, that happens. I think peaceful spaces are, are the best thing for that. Yeah. In all kinds of arts. Do you have any closing remarks, like to conclusion, like a conclusion? Yes. Uh, how, how do you want to end it? Oh, like a conclusion. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that I had so much fun. That was so interesting. I, I mean, we have to do so many things when I will go to Canada. For sure. We have to do at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely like on the list. That's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I feel like we were connected on connected on um I guess power healing of arts. I feel like that's always really important. Um I feel like those listeners should they should understand that art is not just a pretty picture. It helps you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even physically, um, just to get you in a better place and just to embrace your emotions and let that power you through your creativity through your life and don't run away from it let that let that be your power don't let it hold you back yes i'm totally agree yeah and artists have this beautiful mission that 
have to take care of. It's not just being a, a pretty face in TV. It's more than that. Um, that's why I don't like TV. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have to do something as an artist, as a human, as as human beings too. Yeah, we have a big responsibility now in difficult times where people need us. Uh huh. People need real connections. People need healing from to take care of them. Need. I need fun too. Need 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 fun too. <laughs> yeah. After that, after being um look 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 down in like two years, like I mean, we need some fun. <laughs> and art gives you healing, fun, and so many beautiful things as we talk. <laughs> All right. Um. Thank you, Mina, for coming. No, thank you. I mean, I'm living with. Um, a beautiful experience and also with a new friend.